You're listening to the Border Perspective Audio Podcast, broadcasting out of the Rio Grande Valley of South Texas, hosted by Christian Salinas. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I am your host, Christian Salinas. Now, unless you're somebody who is super rich and you don't really care uh, what's going on economically in the world, you're probably well aware that the economy is a very big issue right now and it's a big deal to a lot of people. Now, here at Border Perspective, we have been wanting to make a podcast about the state of the economy here in the Rio Grande Valley, and uh, it is something that we're working on, but we've realized that it's such a big issue that it will probably take more uh, than just a single episode. So it is something that we encourage you to stay tuned for on future episodes of this podcast. But being that the so-called debt ceiling deadline is this next Tuesday, uh, we figured we would dedicate this episode to try to understand why we should even care about it in the first place. First of all, what is the debt ceiling? Well, the debt ceiling is basically the credit limit that the U.S. government has placed on itself. It's pretty much the same thing that credit card companies do with our credit cards. They put a limit to how much we can charge. So raising the U.S. debt ceiling means raising the country's credit limit. Now, who is the government's credit card company, or basically who does the government borrow money from? It comes down to taxpayers, uh, several funds, uh, such as pension funds, and uh, of course other countries. Now raising the country's credit limit is actually nothing new. Uh, It's been done uh, very many times in history. Uh, Within my lifetime, for example, starting uh, from the 80s, uh, it's been done 39 times. Presidents such as Reagan, uh, Clinton, and Bush, they've, they've all raised the debt ceiling several times uh, within their presidential terms. So why is everybody uh, making such a big deal about it now? Well, it does basically come down to politics. Um, a lot of it is uh, po- politically motivated. But there are some uh, genuine concerns, uh, mainly because of the poor shape uh, of, that the economy is in right now. Now, if the debt ceiling isn't raised next Tuesday, uh, or August the 2nd, uh, it will pretty much mean that the country can't borrow any more money. So the U.S. will have to start concentrating on paying back uh, the debt it already has. Just like if we go over our credit limit on our credit cards, uh, first of all, there there will be penalties, and uh, we will no longer be able to borrow money uh, from that credit card, and we'll have to start uh, concentrating on paying back uh, what we owe. Now, the government... um, technically does have enough money to pay off its debts, but it would have to cut spending uh, dramatically, uh, which according to some uh, could mean cutting benefits uh, such as social security, uh, financial aid, food stamps, um, government uh, government jobs, etc. So it, it is something that, that would be painful. It would be something bad, but a lot of people think that probably won't happen, that come August the 2nd, the debt ceiling will be raised, uh, as it has been done many times before. This is arguably a good thing, uh, for the short term at least. But what about the bigger picture, once the debt ceiling is raised? So the debt ceiling goes up, and inevitably so does the country's debt. Now, just how much debt can the U.S. have before it's too much, or before the country really starts to get in trouble. According to two experts uh, on debt, Carmen Reinhardt and Kenneth Rogoff, who are authors of a book entitled uh, This Time is Different, uh, which is a book about uh, how economies of the past 800 years uh, have fallen into debt problems. 
uh, there actually is a historical reference to how much debt a country can have before its economy basically falls apart. And the formula is actually incredibly easy. It all comes down to a nation's debt to GDP ratio, which is pretty much translated into how much a country owes divided by how much money a country makes per year. Uh, to use an average person as an example, let's say that with your house, your car, and all your credit cards, you have a debt of $100,000, and you make about $50,000 a year. That means that your debt-to-GDP ratio uh, would be at 200%. The U.S., uh, as of the recording of this podcast, has a GDP of about $14 trillion, and its debt is also at about $14 trillion. So the U.S. has a debt-to-GDP ratio of about 100%. According to the last eight centuries of economic history, a government starts to get into trouble or its economy starts to basically collapse when its debt-to-GDP ratio is at about 90%. Now, being that the U.S. is right now 10 percentage points above the 90% mark, is the U.S. on the verge of a huge economic collapse? Well, the short and simple answer is probably not. The U.S. does have a pretty huge debt, uh, higher than history has shown to be safe for a nation to have, but the U.S. does actually have a pretty good track record when it comes to paying off its debt. That's why other countries lend money uh, to the U.S. in the first place, and that's why they probably will continue to do so. The fact is, other countries will continue to bank with the U.S. because, at least for right now anyway, it is still the best bank in the world. That's not likely to change anytime real soon. That's the same reason why most of us keep our life savings in U.S. banks, because we just don't trust other countries with our money, at least not right now anyway. Again, a lot of this is debatable, but if things do keep going the way that they, that they are now, where the government spends on things that it probably doesn't have to, and it keeps raising its own credit limit, then it's likely that several years into the future, a decade or so, things could get a lot worse. Very similar to what it would be like if we were to max out our credit cards and uh, instead of concentrating on paying, paying them off, uh, we just get other credit cards and buy things that we don't really need uh, and run those other credit cards up to their limit. We would eventually get into some kind of trouble. So what is the conclusion from all of this? Well, basically, all that's going to happen on August the 2nd or next Tuesday is that the government is either going to raise its own credit limit or it won't. And that's pretty much it. If the debt ceiling is raised, then it basically means the country gets a higher credit limit on its credit cards. If the ceiling is not raised, then the government uh, will either cut back on what it spends and try to pay off what it owes or simply decide not to pay anybody anything. And of course, nobody likes not getting paid. So needless to say, it would be a very big problem. So most agree that for now, it makes sense to raise uh, the debt ceiling because it is a necessity. But obviously, borrowing more and more money and constantly raising the country's credit limit won't make for a great economic future. So no matter what, government spending will eventually have to be reduced. Cuts will eventually have to be made. And uh, that's something that uh, we'll definitely have to be ready for. 
So this was our attempt to try to make sense of what will be a big issue for the next few weeks. So uh, how did we do with our explanation? Uh, let us know. We're happy to receive uh, any feedback. You can offer it either on our Facebook page or via our email at bpscast at gmail.com. That's it for this week's episode. Like I said, the economy uh, will be a topic for future podcast episodes, so we invite you to stay tuned. I'm Christian Salinas, and as always, we thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading the Border Perspective Audio Podcast. You can find archives of past episodes, more information about all our guests, and our most recent contact information on our website, www.bpscast.com. Produced by Border Perspective Studios, an independent digital media company.